0: The director
1: yeah i love how shannon gets like the awesome headphones yeah you get we the get in-ears the big, right we got the big like bulky like my ones head, <laughs> is that already big enough
2: yeah <laughs> i said the same thing i was like hey where, where are your where are your headphones he's like, i'm gonna use my in-ears
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like, yeah oh, you're yeah, cool yeah, yeah. You know, i got
0: you just gotta change it up you, you know love
1: how he gives us two motorcycles yeah helmets, uh, like, all right we're safe
2: now
0: we're totally safe. hey but <laughs> as long as we could all hear as long as we could all hear that's right that's the goal no, you, you just, just so hear clear. better I don't hear better. I just look better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I freaking
2: oh, knew it, man. See, that, that's what I would say. <laughs> that's that's saying. He knows it. Uh.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Winners Podcast. My name is Shannon, and I'm uh, joined here by my lovely co-host, Zach Cameron. Ooh, lovely. I love that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. A longtime client, friend, real uh, real estate extraordinaire, Ooh. broker, yeah. Stephen Laplant.
1: Oh, <laughs> wait. Do I clap for myself? Or no? yeah, of no. yeah, 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 of course. Of okay. course. Of course. Absolutely.
0: Steve, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh,
0: like I said uh, before, we're just going to have a fun conversation about you. Oh, boy. And your business All you (laughs) (laughs) No uh, Really the What the goal of the podcast is to There's a lot of people That are striving to be Entrepreneurs uh, Real estate agents You name it And a lot of times People don't have People are asking questions Or how do I do this Or you know What's a What's a key to success And There's stuff out there But why not add another Element Especially from people From Western Mass I feel like our area a western mass is very different like when people say massachusetts they're like oh boston's i like, know no like, nah, right, we're right, two right, hours right. away
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and we're always <laughs> 10 years behind everything too i intro. feel like our that area we're true. always 10 years yeah. behind everything so definitely you, yeah.
0: you travel you go you go like to california like i don't know if you've ever been to like any of those nowadays you see people selling all types of seminars it was like oh do this and you'll Extend your revenue, you know, ten x, right, yeah. right. But that stuff, I don't feel like it it, it works in, in in this area. Like some of it,
1: yeah. Well, can.
0: So,
1: you know, in our industry, there's tons of training offerings and and like things that you're saying, coaching. Coaching's a big thing in our industry. So, and I think a lot of the the things that you get at a the, those higher levels are just sort of too broad. You, you know, what yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to appeal to as many people to sell as many of whatever they have as possible, and it doesn't always resonate. You know, it doesn't always resonate with the audience.
0: Yeah, I saw one. <clears throat> there was a, I don't, I don't think it's Tom Ferry, but it might be Tom Ferry. He's the first one that comes to mind. But one of them, one of these real estate tycoons, they did a uh, like a. A conference in Hartford, and they were talking about it's like an investors conference, and they were like, "Oh, you can do wholesaling, and they make it sound so easy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, oh, it's you know, follow our step, and we guarantee you know you'll X, get it. X amount or this yeah. or that. You That's know what right. I mean? And like they have all the all the steps and stuff. And yes, it might work, but like I feel like our area is so different that it's like you have to kind of just like navigate it differently. Right. And you don't really know that until yeah. you're here. I feel like
1: right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself with you two in the room. Um, so t- Tom Ferry, right? Um, for me, it was Tom Hopkins, and it and a gentleman named Zig Ziglar. Yep, and Zig Ziglar, seen them both in person. Wow, um, Tom Hopkins when I was a relatively new agent, and the the big thing about them though is it wasn't about real estate specifically; it was just sales in general, and you know how to connect with people and how to um you know how to get yourself out there how to dress how to drive how you know just every little thing that you do and how people are sort of paying attention and how to make a good first impression and so of all the trainings and everything I've I've done those have definitely been the you know the the two the Tom Hopkins and the Zig Ziglar huge help in my career you feel like that was that was the pillars of creating what you are today and how you do your business today would you agree 100% you? yeah 100% started the foundation and the, and then just kind of for me I'm a big believer in like I, uh, you know, everyone's a master in their industry. Like when, you know, Shannon's taking photos at houses I'm selling, who am I to say, even though I do that, yeah. <laughs> it, but, you know, but, but really who am I to say like, we'll do it this way or do it that way. Or why not this shutter speed or, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I'm always open to learning and feedback and training. I don't think anybody ever learns everything ever. Um, but then I think you have to make it your own and you have to sort of build off of it, you know? Um, Tom Hopkins specifically, I remember he told a really great story, which was, um, you know, uh, someone hired him for like individual coaching and, and the guy said that his career had taken off and then all of a sudden it tanked and he was wondering why. And well, what happened was as he got successful, he bought the expensive car and he wore suits all the time and yada, yada, but he covered an area that was all farms. And so, you know, Tom was just telling the story that basically good for him that he's successful, but he's sort of like, you know no longer had a connection to, to the people in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they, that, that's just something that was when I was a brand new agent, I heard that story and it just made so much sense, you know? Um, and uh, so, so definitely things like that, you sort of carry your whole career now.
0: Man, that's good. Uh, <clears throat> you know? for, for people for people watching, uh, I didn't exactly say what you do. Uh, <laughs> Steve is a, <laughs> is an owner broker of uh, ERA LaPlante in South Hadley right um so he has a lot of experience in uh in the ownership side of of you know entrepreneurship but as a as an active agent because you sell you sell still a little bit here and there yeah
1: (laughs) so i think like you know I, i so i really do two things i Hundred percent, still sell houses. Love doing that. That definitely my passion. I actually started selling at eighteen years old. Nice. Um, back in the in the nineties, <coughs> and nineteen uh, nineties, not eighteen nineties. And uh, <laughs> so, but but yeah, no. It's uh, when I started, I was eighteen years old, right out of high school. Um, my mom owned the company, so you know I had an amazing opportunity, right? And at the time, there wasn't really a lot of younger sort of people in the business. Um, but you know, huge, a lot of help from my mom. She was a huge help. Um, sort of grew the business now I love seeing a lot of the younger people are getting in which is amazing you know really a good thing but so really my two roles are I sell houses still and I own and run the company um, and it's just you know sort of helping other agents with their careers and and you know mentoring and and all that good stuff so
0: so you started at 18 you said right 18 <clears throat> how was the uh, how can you compare real estate then oh when you're 18 to to now there's so many advances in technology and so
1: now oh I still remember my beeper number So, um, you know, it's a, wow, what a great question. So it it just evolves. Like, I don't think there's like major things that happen. I, I mean, literally the biggest thing that happened since I started in the business was email. You know, and, and so oh, like so big, yeah, isn't that huge. funny? Right. Yeah. I'd asked my mom once. I said she had been a realtor since 1972. And I asked her once, like, what was the biggest innovation or the biggest thing that, you know, changed the industry? And for her, it was the fax machine. Wow. You know, so for me, when I first got in, they didn't have cell phones. Like not everyone had cell phones yet. Not everyone had email yet. Um, you know, so those were huge changes that literally, you know, the entire industry sort of like readjusted around them. Uh, convenience and, and everything, um, but but for me, it's you know a lot of the fundamentals and everything are still the same. Um, there's laws that change and, and all that, so you know we we keep up on all that stuff. For the for, for the most part, you know, real estate is still the, the same. Connections with clients and, and taking care of the clients. So,
0: man, I think I think that's big. I, one thing that I appreciate that you do well, um, and I think it's a it's crucial for any any uh, real estate professional. You know how to like balance everything well like when i when i when i show up to uh to you know to take pictures of one of your listings you're kind of balancing You you have your relationship with the photographer you have the relationship with you know with the seller sometimes some sellers are like high strung sometimes the photographer can be high strung sometimes there's a lot of like ups and downs and the way you can manage that is is exceptional because i've i've I'm not gonna say it, but there's something. That, that, well, I, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. It. Gonna, I like, you're saying. I, it. Say it. <laughs> I guess I am gonna say it. Well, no, some agents they uh, they kind of let the their sellers or clients kind of run the Wrong. show, yeah. which I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but there's there's got to be some kind of like some direction from from the real estate agent or or from or from the whoever serving the the clients got to be right. some direction some right. guidance and i think you do that very well
1: yeah thank you thank you for for me it's it's and i'm glad you noticed um, a, a lot of people sort of perceive it as being a control freak uh, and, and, and I guess on some levels it is, and I think it makes you good in, in a lot of yeah, you areas. To, you really kind of have to be. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know? um, but for me, it's all about communication. So, like, for example, before you get there for the photo shoot, I've already had a very lengthy conversation with them about how to get the house ready, what to expect when you get there. And and I manage expectations in that I sort of tell them what I want them to do. If Shannon's on the first floor, we're going to be on the second floor. When he gets to the second floor, we're going to be on the first floor or go outside or you know, so it's like because I know a lot of people like they they are they're interested, they're curious, they they want to be involved. Especially when um, I take the
0: drone out, they're like, "Oh, I want to oh, see that.
1: everybody!" Right, <laughs> yeah. everybody. So, but um, you know, so I know that they want to be there and be involved. I don't want to tell them all together, like, get out of your own house. But but I also do want to be mindful and respectful of other professionals, you know, that are involved. So you're constantly managing your
2: clients' expectations and kind of navigating, like, hey, be prepared for X, Y, and Z, rather than like. It happens, and you're like, like trying to solve the problem as you go. So you've been doing this for a really long time, and navigating the real estate waters and all that fun stuff. How does it? How I'm sure you've had a like interesting situations where you're learning how to navigate um, different things that come up, like uh, failure, right? Failure, for instance. What have you done, and what have you learned from your failures and those different opportunities? Possibly. is great. So.
1: Well, well. First of all, let's not skip over that you said a really long time. You know, so is that a nice way of calling me old? No, not at all. (laughs) Old. You're just a seasoned seasoned. veteran. So you know, so so failure to me is an opportunity, right? And I think. it, you know i see that the number one thing and this isn't just for real estate this is a lot of a lot of different businesses it can be so broad but the biggest thing that i see as far as failure in real estate is that just the agents don't give it enough time you know the new agents they don't put in the hours they don't give it enough time they sort of oh it's not working i give up you know kind of thing and who knows how great they could have been right Yeah. so for me when i first got in i i think the fear of rejection is probably like a new agent's, you know, the person in the mirror is, is their biggest adversary in the beginning. Right. So for me, when I got in, I just remembered thinking of it like a batting average in baseball, you know, I'm going to suck and I'll probably screw up a hundred times before I get a yes. And so I just can't wait to get through those first 100 nos to get to that first. Yes. And then on my second 100, I hope instead of one yes, I hope it's 10 yeses. And then I hope it's 20 yeses. And and a good, I'm big on PMA, positive mental attitude. And, you know, a big thing is no one's 100% ever. No one ever, ever, ever in a million years. So, you know, you take those failures. What could I have done different? What could I have done better? Let's try not to have them happen again to have the best batting average that I can have. And I think I've gotten to a place where, you know, hey, if things... Don't go my way. You know, I, I go after a, a listing and and the person decides to work with another realtor. You know, you can't let it get you down. You just got to, you know, let's go out and get two more to make up for it. You That's know good. what I
0: mean? That's good. You said, PMA?
1: Positive mental attitude. I'm I big like on that.
0: It. I'm huge on that. Yeah, huge. But I like the acronym. I'm going to use it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: PMA, baby. Yeah. <laughs> PMA and DMA. My favorite two. What's DMA? Decision-making adult. So when you work in a business... You got to make sure you're dealing with the decision-making adult. Yes, you know what mm. I mean. In my house, that is my wife. Hi, honey. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Very um,
0: true. That that's that's huge. Uh, I wanna I wanna go back a little bit. Sure. Uh, you mentioned that the biggest advancement for you has been like email. How big it was. Uh, now, 2023, we have different advancements. You know, uh, some agents are doing photo video. Some some agents still aren't doing video, which is crazy which is crazy yeah. in this day and age the way social media works but now we have things like chat gpt that that that's showing up uh talk a little bit about how kind of as a as a as a broker how do you kind of how do i say this how do you teach your agents to 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 embrace the technology that's coming in and the tools that are coming in
1: okay that's a great question so you know, so like when you're saying I'm good at managing a lot of things, well, probably one of the biggest things that I learned was to um, align yourself with people that are good at what they do, right? Um, And so in my office, I have someone who, um, my wife, Maria, actually just handles all of our social media. I have another admin, Kristen, who basically runs the day to day of the office. Um, And so for me, the big thing is, you know, knowing what people's strengths are and then just allowing them to shine at what their strengths are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I don't do everything for the agents. There's sort of a team of people that do things for the agents. Um, When new things come out, of course, we try to introduce them. So I would say two things to that. I would say one is, as new things come out, we do try to uh, electronic signing when that came out. And, And I was probably a little behind the times. We really just started doing it a few years ago. That's been a game changer. Like DocuSign? I, yeah, like yeah. DocuSign. I mean, that is like nuts. And But like you're saying, not everybody uses it. You know, we can't. I can't force everyone to use it. But certainly anyone that's interested, we we help them out with it or we do it for them, whatever. Um, and I think the other thing is uh, other professionals, you know, like you, for example. You know, if anyone comes to me and they say, hey, you know, I'm, I've been doing cell phone photos. It's really not cutting it or I'm getting this really nice house and I want to do a great job and I want to make a great first impression – well then, you know, not much for me to do. Just say, you know, make the introduction and and then hope that that relationship that you make or that connection that you make sticks. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, part of it is introducing them to things or introducing them to people and hoping they see the value in in those things. That's yeah, nice.
0: You mentioned uh, COVID. Yes. Let's talk about it. Oh boy, it's co- the COVID real estate market was was insane it's still happening yeah it's kind of like yeah. this is like the the residual of like it's not as crazy as it was is it yeah really i think so like we uh, during in the peak of covid I'm, i remember people were accepting offers without inspections and, and is rates that still so happening low,
1: but that's still happening is it still happening it's totally still happening oh my so it, you know i'm gonna blame the photographer because the good <laughs> photos and the good video they you know they get all these bidding wars going but yeah i mean i I've, i'm selling a house right now um over a hundred thousand over asking um, that's, that's like uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just closed on one that was about almost 70 over. I've got one going that's 80 over. You just photographed the the house in Palmer? Yeah. We had a bidding war there. So all the offers were over ask and that one the the accepted offer the buyer waived the inspection. So so that's wow. totally all that's still going on. Wow. I you know, I maybe we're not seeing like 20, 30 offers on every house like we were, but but still bidding wars still over asking and and a lot of the contingencies getting removed. Are there like cash buyers? Are they have a mortgage contingency? What's the- yeah? This is pretty it's pretty sick. So uh, it, it, it's a great question. You know, it, I read lots of stuff online and da 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 da. But you know, one one interesting thing that really popped out at me was pre COVID. It was like less than ten percent of sales were cash sales. And they're saying now it's pushing closer to 40 percent you know wow. um I had a uh on a lot of the higher end deals we'll see a lot of cash but I sold a house for over six hundred thousand in South Hadley we had eight offers three were cash I mean wow. that's right that's, that's not crazy yeah that's yeah. not so um a lot lot of money in a lot of money in the market yeah
0: if you didn't know uh Zaxa he, he's a mortgage lender so he's Ooh, in the industry. That's man. why he asked that question about cash buyers mm. and all that stuff. Oh No. That was very uh, technical, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. my this got <laughs> no, getting information. Don't
1: pay cash. Get a mortgage. you. <laughs> that, that was perfect. Plug. Did that go
2: well? Just say it again one more time. And call Zach. <laughs> okay. That's funny.
0: No, but <clears throat> that market was crazy. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some some trends or... Anything that kind of took off during 2020, like the COVID peak area, a peak era that kind of hasn't dwindled. Like, for example, for me, Zoom meetings. Like, pre COVID, like, if I told someone, hey, do you want to Zoom? They're like, right, let's meet a person. Uh, Let's meet a person. Yeah, Yeah. right, right, right. The fact that like COVID happened, everyone's like, Zoom first. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because it's so like when it comes like time consuming, like driving to an appointment. Like I get like having meeting with someone in person is a different, but like depending on the meeting, a lot of meetings can just be a phone call or it can be a Zoom, and yeah. Zoom has been amazing for me. Can you talk maybe like some trends that that kind of took off during COVID that are still here and 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 booming?
1: Yes, I'm um, I'm convinced Zoom is behind COVID. <laughs> the company no no I'm wow. kidding <laughs> just kidding uh, great. Uh, <laughs>
0: Zoom and, uh, and Purell yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. seriously <laughs> and well, big
0: toilet paper company
1: well maybe not Purell because they would have had more of a supply ready to go remember right. at the beginning yes. you can find it anywhere. Yeah, right. yeah. Um you know it, it's really interesting because I think there's just there's so many things that have changed since COVID Um. Uh, so I'm just going to say one right because I mean we could do I could do a whole day just talking about the changes that I've seen Um. Uh, for me, it's relocation. So, a funny thing is, like, so many jobs went remote, and then I think the businesses realized, like, oh, wow, you know, we're saving money, right? So, me, I even noticed that in my company. Um, you know, we have a great office centrally located, the agents are welcome to come anytime. Um, and so, obviously, when the agents are, are in the office, they're drinking coffee, using water, you know, using the microwave, whatever, whatever, using paper, using toner they don't really come in during covid they got set up with a really nice home office and now that's you know probably more comfortable for them so i've noticed like my expenses are down and i think a lot of businesses sort of experience that so as our clients realize that their jobs are now going to be remote a lot of people just said hey i'm going to sell my house in massachusetts i'm going to move south and i'm but i'm going to get to keep my massachusetts salary where you know housing might be more affordable so one just one story in particular i can think of I sold like a two thousand square foot house in Belchertown for over four hundred thousand. The people, you know, worked remotely here in Mass, moved to I think it was South Carolina and they built a brand new three thousand square foot house for like three hundred thousand dollars and the taxes were like twenty five hundred a year. <sighs> You know, so code <laughs> right, exactly. So same salary here. So so that is one thing that I have noticed both during and even still to today, a lot more relocation um, uh, people in and out than than I had seen previously.
0: Yeah, but a buddy of mine, uh, actually two friends of mine, they, they, they kind of swapped one fr- a friend of mine moved from Florida to Massachusetts. Um, and they have remote jobs. We and then, <laughs> yeah, they're originally from here. Oh. They went to Florida, they lived there for eight years, came back. But then I have a friend now that's moving from here to Florida, Florida, and he just relocated his job, you know, keeps his Massachusetts salary. I'm like, that's not a bad, bad gig. Cause then in Florida, they don't charge you income tax. That's right. So I'm like, it's kind of like a raise. That's, right. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, I think for some people, like that sort of, you know, their goal all along someday you know i'm going to work someday i'm going to retire and then i'm going to move south and i think with this remote work thing i think it's made it where like people can just sort of get there sooner you know sooner than they expect and why wouldn't you if that's ultimately the goal
0: i'll tell you what man if i had a a remote job i don't know if i would be successful in it like why why do you think that just like a like a like a remote job working with I don't know. Like, I, I think you, now... You don't think you'd be productive? Yeah. Now, like, I have a self-employed mindset. Like, it's... <laughs> like I spoiled. I'm, I'm spoiled. It's yeah, 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 like... Because yeah, 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 sadly, yeah. I work from home now, but, like, it's my business. Like, if I don't do it, like, it's on me. Like, yeah, I got to right. get it done. That's right. If I'm working, like, for Health New England and I just have to write reports, ah, oh, if I'm working from home, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, honestly, <laughs> like, the whole
2: remote thing is cool in theory. Like, it sounds fun, but I'm all about community and, like, the office environment. So I need that. Like I, I thrive in that environment where like I'm able to say, "Hey, go to the next door to like another loan officer. Hey, I have this deal. Can you like talk me through it?" Rather than calling them, you right? Know what I mean, like right. I like that right collaborative environment. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't think I'm remote.
0: Yeah, sometimes you need that collaborative environment. Um, that's I guess technically that's kind of what I'm missing now. So there's some other creatives that I that I we get on like a. a, a not a zoom it's like a discord that we just talk we just like just to like hear someone let's say i'm editing all day like on on a wednesday i'm just home for eight hours it's just quiet yeah so sometimes we'll get on and we'll just you know Talk for like thirty minutes, just whatever, like our lunch break, and they're like, "All right, gotta get back to work." Because after
2: <laughs> right. a while, music just kind of gets repetitive, and like you're like, "I just need something else."
0: Yeah, so it, it's either you go from music to podcasts, and then like maybe I'll put on a show like on on my third monitor and kind of like hear it. But then, other than that, I can literally go all day without talking to somebody. That's like tough. if I if I'm like wow. in an editing break, I can go. I can wake up in the morning, like all right, no appointments today, so I'm just gonna edit all day. I can sit in front of my computer just next so you know it's, I, tough, I, it's three o'clock. <laughs> it's three o'clock. Someone calls me and I'm like, <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> it's like yeah. my first time speaking to someone. It's it's wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. One, one of the you know, one of the best things that I think I've done professionally is I'm actually heavily involved with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh it's the South Having Granby Chamber of Commerce. And what's kind of cool it is uh, I'm on the board of directors, um, and it's you know like the CEO of a um you know of a school and it's you know business owners and you know a lot of high level people uh could even small business owners you know so it's sort of a, a a nice grouping of people but what's really cool is is not just you know what we do being involved in the chamber but just hearing like what's working at their business or what's not working at their business and um you know changes they've made coming out of COVID or ways that they've saved money yada, yada, you know and it, it's really nice to you know Talk with other people like like sort of in the same position that you are and, and just seeing what's working, not working, you know, yeah. ideas, bouncing things off of them, you know, so that collaborative approach. Yeah. But yeah. sitting alone all day, I couldn't do that. Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, it could it could take a toll <laughs> on you. It could take a toll <laughs> on you. I can't do that. Uh, you mentioned the chamber. Yep. Uh, talk a little bit about your thoughts on like that type of networking. I know I've met agents that like that say, oh, I don't network. I don't need to, or, you know, not being arrogant. Some people's like, ah, oh, I just don't need to network. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on networking and, in like the continuous learning of like being with other individuals?
1: Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I mean, I always joke and I say I have super high anxiety, so it's good because I always need to be like busy. Like I can't just sit still. Um, you know, the, the, the chamber for me is amazing. I think where, you know, something that happens is like people will go to one or two chamber events and they go, oh, I didn't get anything and it wasn't worth my time. Well, I mean, I had to go for six months before like one person even remembered my first name, you know. So it it is um, for me. It's like a long, long play, you know. It it wasn't. I didn't expect to go to one thing and big things happen, but I also knew that you know it's it's awesome because you're giving back. We're all volunteers. The money that our chamber raises, um, you know, we donate to. uh, We do high school scholarships. We donate to the Council on aging's in both South Hadley and Granby, and we donate to food pantries. So you know it it's a hundred percent giving back yeah. um the networking part I love. I love you know I'm I think what helps is that I'm generally interested to learn about other businesses and and what they do and you know what what do they need, what struggles do they have? you know so for me, it's just great to sort of like uh, interact and talk to everybody. and I think what does happen is over time you build relationships out of it and I think it it helps you if you're you know, nervous to speak to new crowds of people. Well, if you go to enough events, that'll go away. I speak at a lot of these events, probably before this, I was nervous to public speak. Not true, um, <laughs> um, you know, but but I think it helps with public speaking, and so, so all that I'm saying is, is that the networking is absolutely amazing, but it, it's just, there's so many layers to, you know, I honestly think being a part of the chamber has made me better at business, you know, even a better person. Um, you know so so there's just so much and the connections are amazing i mean the connections are amazing
0: i have a two-part question for you oh boy and then we're going to do a little fun segment afterwards so the uh the first question uh where do you see uh the real estate industry going in the next three to five years that's question one and then two uh where do you see yourself in three to five years whether it be you know, That's a good question. Wh- whatever, whatever it is,
1: right? Let, let me let me first start by saying, I try to get all of these questions sent to me ahead of time, and they were not sent to me ahead of time. No, it's no. Just, I, we're, know, we're, I know, we're, I know, we're doing, I know, we're doing I know. it live. When I get interviewed on uh, TV, they do the same thing. You know, I'm always like, "Tell me what it's about," and I get the most vague answer. And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> we gave you nothing, though." No, literally, <laughs> yeah. literally. Um, no, no, no. Th- these are really good questions. So you know, I think. You know, let let me say this. I've always said this my entire career, and this was something that my mom used to say as well. You know, real estate transactions are not always easy. There's a lot to it. There's the financing side, the legal side, negotiations. You know, if real estate was easy, you know, we wouldn't have a job. Right. So I think the. Biggest changes that we'll probably see in the next three to five years, because I think uh, the role of a real estate agent is going to be very, you know, uh, uh, important for a long time. I, you know, I I think people need that advisor, that consultant, that, you know, person to sort of walk them through the process and get them to the finish line. I think where the changes are going to be is going to be more along the lines of like technology. And I think things are just getting like easier and easier and easier. And so let's talk about all these relocation buyers we talked about earlier, right? One of the biggest changes since COVID, I'm selling a house right now to someone from Tennessee that never saw the house in person until part of the way through the process. Wow. I, I sold a house to, during COVID in 21, I sold a house in Granby to a California couple that never saw the house until after the closing. <sighs> wow. And because everything is, you know, the, they can see the videos online and I think that's a huge help. When I first got into real estate, we could take our MLS, could have one exterior photo. Wow. That was it, you know? And so, you know, think about it. Um, uh, So to go from one exterior photo, then I think it was six. And then it went from six to whatever it was, 30. And now it's 42. So uh, even the number of photos in the MLS, I think, is a huge help. And I think people today, like they're used to it and, and they don't realize, but then, hey, what happens in the next three to five years? Well, I'm sure our MLS will. I, you can attach a video now to MLS, but mm-hmm. it's not in like the photo gallery. So I, I'm hoping that someday, like for example, an adaptation or an, a, a, an evolvement would be that now you can put videos instead of just 42 photos. It could be a combination of photos and videos, you know? So I think technology just makes things easier. Um, we can walk people through houses using our cell phone. You know, we, we shoot a video, uh, either shoot a video or do a, a live live stream with them. Um, so it's just gonna be things like that. It's just gonna be things that I think another thing is Massachusetts, I think Zach said that before, Massachusetts like ten years behind on everything. <laughs> a lot of a lot of attorneys uh, you know, still wanna do everything by check only. You know, just checks and clients are like, huh? So you know, I think even things like that in the next three to five years, I think you'll see a lot more like you know, wire transfers become the norm, or or like right now there's a, a, a something called Deposit Link. Not to give anyone a plug, but a lot of the real estate companies are using it. I just told my admin yesterday to look into it. But during COVID, right, the mail—you ever have trouble like you mail something to someone, they never got it, yeah. right? So if companies or, or clients are mailing checks around, there's just more of a chance that it gets lost. So this deposit link is great. When a buyer has to give a deposit, you shoot them an email, it's got a link, they fill out something real quick and they can transfer the money instead of dealing with checks. So so like I said, now instead of a check and you gotta wait for it, you either gotta drive it or you gotta mail it and the this and what if it gets lost and now you get it to a 30 second click on a, a link kind is. of a thing. So, so I just think in the next three to five years, I think technology. For me, ooh, me in the next three to five years, I'm someone you know. It's really funny. I'm, I'm just kind of like a live in the moment kind of a thing. I don't have like wild goals down the road. Um, I think I'm past the fifty yard line of my career. I'd like to think, you know, um, you, you know, I, I'm just all about making sure the the company's doing well, the agents are happy, my clients are happy, and, and and I don't really think too far in the future. But you know, whatever changes come in the industry, I think the thing about me is. I am open to you know whatever changes are coming in real estate i'm excited for you know change um and that's about it but i, I don't know what you were expecting me to say
0: hey, no, that's you, yeah i, I was, was expecting exactly what you said that you're Good willing
1: question. to adapt to what's oh, going on
2: 100%. ai technology all that fun stuff because yeah. sometimes people aren't they're like no i want to stay in the stone ages
0: some people are stuck in their ways like yeah and there's yeah, no yeah. telling you them any to, different
2: yeah. especially with millennials right or gen z like we're so Tech not, technology is everything right we just so which one are you millennial or I'm millennial oh okay, okay. yeah I'm he like,
0: just made it right just on the it. line though, right? 90, yeah, yeah, 94, yeah. 94 <laughs> come on, come on like, like right right on there, the, line. Right the cusp yeah there
1: like there are some people in it, and not just a real estate i mean this could be everywhere yeah. but like there are some realtors that don't text you know what i mean like i can see not getting into you know some of the other stuff like. Uh, diving deep into social media or whatnot, but but like to not even text in 2023.
2: But even social media though, Steve, like it's so important. Like right now, yes. i all about videos and reels and all that stuff. And though it's not like getting me business right away, but the fact that my, the branding is there and That's right. the fact that you're putting out content, it's so important
1: now. Here, here's an exercise I like to do with new agents. You ready? So both of you, same time. Just the first word that comes to your mind when I say toothpaste. Toothbrush.
0: Wow, I just I went and blank, blank toothbrush. Okay. Well, I work. cheated there, I cheated there.
1: Um uh fast food. McDonald's. Okay, so that works. So you see what happened right there? You could have said cheeseburger, you yeah. could have said french fries, but you said a brand. Mm. Yeah. And so that really what Oh, what, I'm using that. That's great. That's, that's great. Yeah, I'm yeah, using I'm yeah, using yeah, that. great. But, but that. that's true and that's what social media is. So if I get new agents that are kind of like eh, as I, you know, I don't really do social media, I don't really want to do social media. I like to do that is just that Rapid fire. The majority of the answers they'll give will be brands and not associative words, right? Um, And you know, part of why I do that is from my own experience. When I was twenty eight years old, you know, how I had a prospect. I used to sit at the office until like eleven or midnight and just fill out postcards and Wow, uh, you know, we, we not everybody had email back then, and so we couldn't even do like email newsletters because it wouldn't reach the masses. So everything was stuff in envelopes and mailing mailing. mail so what i love about social media is that you can do a post for free from the comfort of your own home you know on your cell phone on your ipad whatever um and you know and and have that audience and keep that top of mind recognition going
0: this is the for the win segment you're going to answer the first one that comes to mind i'm going to ask you 10 of them work or play work love or friendship love Money or happiness? Happiness. <laughs> uh cats or dogs?
1: Ooh. I, I love both, but I cats.
0: Cats? I wasn't expecting yeah. that. No. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah.
1: Can I say why though? Yeah. With my schedule, there's no way I could have a dog. <laughs> uh
0: summer or winter? Winter. Really?
1: 100% yeah Nice Love the winter
0: uh, Morning or evening? Morning uh, Salty or sweet?
1: Oh sweet mm. Oh I've <laughs> listened Oh I have such a sweet tooth
0: uh, Do you watch uh, shows one episode at a time Or do you binge watch the whole season?
1: Yeah binge That's the right way to do it
0: uh, Do you shower at night or in the morning? Or both? Uh, morning Alright Would you rather fly or have super strength? It's a hard hitting question right there fly I think I would I think I would fly too fly yeah, yeah no yeah. traffic the car I'm in there strength no traffic I'm I hate traffic and then the last question um your favorite band of all time if you have one
1: I'm going to age myself again Mötley Crüe <laughs> <Ooh>, Nice, <laughs> nice
0: nice 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 I love it well, Steve, uh, thank you for, for coming on thank and giving you. us some great insight. Um, lastly, how can people reach out to you? How can they get a hold of you if they want to sell their house?
1: Oh, so probably the best thing to do is either myself or any one of the agents uh, is go to ERALaPlante.com. So E-R-A-L-A-P-L-A-N-T-E um, or call our office 413-536-9111. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so
2: much, Steve. Cool. Appreciate you. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, gentlemen.